Welcome back to Common Sense Fantasy Baseball. I'm Drew, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Last week, we took a look at a few hitters who are off to a hot start. I looked at some metrics on Fangraphs and StatCast to try to figure out if their starts are a sign of growth or just randomness. And I got some great feedback and a couple of questions. And the upshot is that I'd like to give a more common sense approach and also better explain why I chose the metrics I did and why I think that they can be predictive and helpful instead of just noise. First, I outright admit that you cannot predict everything. You can't predict when a guy will have a slump or when he will just get locked in. But you can look at the metrics that describe what they do at the plate and see if anything has changed from previous years. Or if you don't have previous years, you can look at players with a similar profile and see the range of outcomes that they've had. So my common sense take is that this is most useful for guys who are new, players that haven't had much experience in the big leagues yet, and older players who we're worried are starting to break down. And I guess maybe a third category would be guys we're worried about are injured or something, but that's pretty difficult to distinguish from a slump with stats alone. So let me go ahead and cover a few players and I'll try to explain the metrics I'm using as I go. Let's start with Jose Ramirez. Some of you are concerned because he's off to a slow start with just one home run and a batting average of 145. Yikes. Although I guess we can take a little comfort in his five stolen bases and that he only strikes out 15% of the time, which is for him is high, but it's still near elite. His walk rate is way down though, which is strange, but with 75 plate appearances, it's difficult to take much from these ratios. So I wanna look at fan graphs under plate discipline on his player page. The reason this will give us a better idea of what's going on is because with the batting results I just mentioned, strikeouts, walks, batting average, these happen at a plate appearance level and the plate discipline data is at a pitch level. So we have plate discipline stats for each pitch that he's seen. So instead of looking at those 75 plate appearances, we can look at hundreds of pitches. Not one by one, of course, that would take forever. Anyway, we can see he's swinging at 42% of all pitches, right in line with his 39% last year and 43 the year before. And he swings at 25% of pitches outside of the strike zone and 66% at pitches inside the strike zone. And these are also in line with who he's been in the past. You can see that under the O swing, the Z swing, and just the swing percentage. O swing is outside the zone, Z swing is inside the zone. So this is a good reason to not worry. Uh, I'd say that his walk rate is mostly down because of bad luck. He's not really swinging more. And maybe he's had some called third strikes or something. And he's still making contact at almost the same rate as usual. We can see that here under plate discipline as well. So the average is just, just down because of what's happened with the balls he's put in play. And that is a lot of outs. So expect that either his bad luck changes if that's the problem, or he gets locked in and stops hitting the ball right at defenders. Either way, I think better things are ahead for Jose Ramirez. One other thing we can look at on fan graphs is his batted ball profile. That's another section on, the, on his player page. 
I'll save the details for another episode, but for now, suffice to say, his line drive percentage, ground ball percentage, and fly ball percentage are close enough to last year that I'm not overly concerned. And then we can check in on the Baseball Savant website with his StatCast data and see his hardest hit ball was 108.1 miles per hour. His hardest hit ball for all of 2018 was 110.2 miles per hour, so really I don't see any signs of trouble there. That's close. But it's interesting to see that he's not elite in raw power. Neither are Betts, Arenado, or Bregman, though, so don't freak out. But, you know, it is interesting to note. By the way, with StatCast, the only thing I really consider important in small samples is maximum exit velocity since the averages are still in flux a lot with small sample sizes. And from, the, and from that even, the only thing I gather is how much raw power a guy might have. For instance, two newish players, Brandon Lau and Jeff McNeil, have maxes of 114 miles per hour and 102 miles per hour respectively. Lau is 14th highest out of 359 players, and McNeil is 329th. So Lau could flirt with 30-plus home runs, but if we get to 10 or 15 from McNeil, we should be grateful. And that's really all I look at StatCast for in, the, in these small samples. But I'll cover more about other StatCast things we can glean in the future. So back to Jose Ramirez. All in all, he should be fine. Just know that he is a streaky player. His power is not easy power, so don't be surprised if he never gets locked in enough to push towards 35 home runs again. But expect, expect some serious hot streaks that lead to a much higher batting average and also plenty of stolen bases. And the home runs will be there. I'm just saying don't expect 35 plus. And because the stolen bases are such a big part of his game, I think he's most valuable and especially elite in leagues where those are emphasized. So that was a deeper dive than the ones I did last episode, and I hope more helpful. Let's do another one on another Jose, that is Jose Peraza. He hit 288 last year with 14 home runs and 23 steals, and was going as in the top 100 in drafts this year. Early this season, he's hitting just 154 with a single home run and a single stolen base in 53 plate appearances. He's also striking out 26% of the time compared to an elite 11% last year. So let's check in on his plate discipline. Maybe it's the same as Jose Ramirez and he's just getting unlucky. Okay, so we see that Peraza has always swung a lot, 49% last year and 35% outside the zone. But this year he leads the league in both his total swing percentage, 63%, and in swinging outside of the zone at 52%. Again, that's not just 52% or 63% of his 53 plate appearances. Those are the percentages of all the pitches he's seen which is a more respectable sample size, and somewhat concerning. I'm not entirely sure why he's swinging at everything. Batted ball data shows he's traded a lot of line drives for fly balls, and his lack of power may mean these fly balls aren't making it for home runs. Obviously, they're not making it for home runs since he only has one. And StatCast actually corroborates that his 
launch angle went from 13.4 degrees on average last year to 19.1 degrees so far this year. Of course, as I said before, I don't really look at these average angles so early or anything else from StatCast besides its hard hit rate. But with the batted ball data on Fangraph showing the same thing, it, it, it does sort of seem like maybe he's varied his swing and he's trying to sell out for power more. But he doesn't have that much raw power. He's got less than Jose Ramirez for sure. And if you can't get the kind of locked-in swing that Jose Ramirez and Alex Bregman and some of these other power hitters without elite power seem to be able to do, it's a bit of a risky try for Peraza. We'll see if he can find the right swing and get locked in, but this is new territory for him, and he's not proven with this kind of an approach. So I have to say it's not something I really want to bet on. And he's also hitting lower in the lineup uh, than he did than last year. Even if he turns it around, the Reds have Votto, Winker, Suarez, Puig, and hopefully soon they have Senzel. So he's, he's likely to stay down there at the bottom of the lineup. So I'm, I'm just not bullish on Peraza. Okay, well, that was a bit of a deeper dive. Um, and I don't want this podcast to be three hours long, but I'd like to cover a lot of players. So let me give some quicker thoughts and try to group some guys into categories. So here are some players that you are worried about. Um, Travis Shaw and Brandon Nimmo. I'll group them together because they've both had problems making contact that they haven't had in the past. Both, both of them, if you see, look under plate discipline, their contact rates are down. But the swing um, rates are basically the same as last year. So why are they suddenly struggling to make contact with the ball? Their, their, their strike rates are way up. Um, this is probably just streakiness. Um, the contact rate is, you know, here's another sort of common sense take. The contact rate is based on the number of times he swings, which is going to be a smaller sample size than the number of pitches that he's seen. So I tend to favor the swing statistics here. And he seemed, both Shaw and Nemo seem to be swinging about the same at pitches inside the zone and outside the zone as last year or at least close enough that I, I don't tend to worry. Also, both have rallied a little bit in the last few days, so let's hold out hope for them. Um, another couple players that some of you guys were worried about are Joey Votto and Robinson Cano. And what's strange with both of them is that the strikeout rate is kind of alarming. They're both very low strikeout guys with almost doubled rates so far, and again, those are just at-bat plate appearance statistics, so very small sample size. But I do kind of see slight degradations for both of them in their launch angle. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm mostly gleaning that from actually the line drive, ground ball, and fly ball rate on fan graphs. But they're, they seem to be hitting fly balls more than they used to and less line drives, fewer line drives. And the swing percentage seems to have degraded just slightly as well. So 
I hate to say it, but for Vado and Cano, I have to wonder if Father Time has taken a hand here, and we know that he's undefeated, and if, if that's factoring in, um, probably going to be less interested uh, at, with Vado and Cano in the future. Um, Mookie, a lot of you guys are worried about Mookie, and I feel even more confident than I do with Jose Ramirez that he is going to be perfectly fine. His O-swing is actually down. He's swinging at pitches outside of the zone less. His contact is actually up. His, he's hitting the balls harder than last year. Um, and soft contact is down. Don't Please don't worry about Mookie Betts. He's going to be fine. I don't know if he'll th hit 350 again, but he's going to be great. Uh, Correa and Chris Bryant and a couple more that people are worried about. These are just not the type of player that I like. They have never had elite contact skills, and so they don't have the, you know, kind of low strikeout rates and the batting average upside of a Mookie or Jose Ramirez, nor do they have the stolen base upside. So they just seem even more streaky. You know, the power comes and goes, and if they get locked in, hit 30-something home runs, they'll be valuable, but... It just seems like so much can go wrong with them. So I wouldn't value them quite as highly as most people seem to. Um, who else? Starling Marte seems fine. Just a little bad Babbitt luck. You might not want to expect 30 stolen bases, um, but of course it's possible. Uh, Carpenter, Matt Carpenter, he's swinging more, which is strange, but... Basically, you know, if you weren't expecting regression from his career year last year, I don't know what to tell you. I'd put the over-under at home runs at, you know, 23 or 24. I just, I don't think he's a 35 home run hitter, probably not even 30 plus. Well, that's most of the players that you guys were worried about. I guess I'll put in a plug to pick up Hunter Dozier and Brandon Lau everywhere. I mentioned Lau with his exit velocity um, on his hardest hit ball. Hunter Dozier's had several um, hits that were quite impressive um, on StatCast. Uh, he, let's see, his hardest hit ball, doing this on the fly, is 113.5. So that's good for 23rd overall out of 359 players that show up. And if you can actually... Uh, drill down on StatCast into each individual ball that was hit. And so just looking through a few of his recent ones, 102.6, 103, 102.2, 109, 108.5. So Hunter Dozier is crushing baseballs and um, making a lot more contact and swinging less. So he really appears to be taking the next step as a player. Um, Brandon Lau... Uh, strikes out way too much and doesn't make enough contact. But when he does, he hits, he crushes baseballs. So just a couple guys to watch out for. Um, I'll try to hit some more guys next time, but I think that's it for this episode. So hopefully it, it makes sense that we can get more uh, useful ideas out of play discipline metrics in a shorter time frame because the sample sizes of pitches that a batter sees is a lot bigger than the sample of the plate appearance results, so hits or outs or whatever. 
Um, if you have any questions about that, please hit me up on Twitter, Common Sense FBB. I'd also love to hear some players that you guys are excited or worried about, and I can do more of these, these profiles in future episodes. Thanks for listening, and stay classy, Planet Baseball.